For this week's Yes Group Spotlight, we're going to focus on some of the resources that are available to the Yes Movement. There's a show going out on Independence Live every couple of weeks called Yes Corner, and we've collected up three of the episodes and bundled them together. So here's Yes Group Corner with Kevin from Independence Live, me, Marlene and Val from Indie Live Radio, and Dave Murchison from The Hub. Hope you enjoy it. And welcome to uh, Yes Corner. I'd really like to welcome uh, Kevin Gibney from Independence Live to the show. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. But let's get stuck in. Uh, so Kevin, Independence <clears throat> Live, do you want to tell us a little bit about how it started and when it started and, and maybe also who was involved at the start? Yeah, I was uh, back in the, the end of 2013 and uh, I was involved with uh, the, the local RIC campaign, RIC Southside in Glasgow. And uh, we were coming up with all these great ideas at that time. It was a case of, got an idea, let's just go and do it. And uh, talking to my colleague, uh, Derek, uh, Derek McLean, and he suggested uh, live streaming because the mainstream media at that time were just all, it was 100% against independence. This was before even the Sunday Herald came out and decided to support Scottish independence. So it was it was from that, that discussion with, with Derek McLean, you know, what can we do to bypass the mainstream media? And it was live streaming. So that's that's what we did. So so 20, 2013, there was a couple of you a couple of you involved. I suppose look at looking back over those um eight eight years now, I mean, can you believe it's eight years that you've been doing this? Is that is, is that what you expected I, when you started? I certainly didn't expect to be here. It was um after we we did uh, we, we we covered um Indy Ref Count from Glasgow Emirates and we were there to like I didn't get back to seven, eight in the morning. And uh, I didn't think for a second I'd, I'd be still at this. We did know that, that the EU referendum would probably be coming. There was different things coming up. Mm. So we thought we'll, 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 we'll hang about to see how these go. And um, actually after the, the EU result, I thought, yeah, there's going to be another referendum to sweet, which didn't happen. So we just we just kept going, kept going. We thought, um, thought you know what? The, the mainstream media is not going to change, you know, and we still need a voice mm. there. So let's just let's just see what we can we can do. Independence life. Yeah, I bet you, I, I, I bet you it's 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 flown by, isn't it? Those eight years. So do you want yeah. to tell us a little bit more? Because I think there's more to kind of independence live than probably most people know. Do you want to just give us a little rundown of the you know, yeah. I suppose indie media as a whole and, and the couple of different things that, that you that you and the team sure. do. Yeah, sure. Um, from from the get go, right? It was you know we wanted to cover independence. That's what motivated us to do it. But it was always about covering other things, you know, that that concern our society, right? And looking forward to an independent Scotland, you know, like whether that be food banks or racism or anything. So mm. we've always covered that. Also, uh, one thing that probably most people don't know is uh, the stuff that that goes on out with live streaming. We we show groups how to live stream. We help groups. You know, we do a lot of that. That's always been part of what we've done again from the start. So another pillar of what we do is to show people because if you produce your own content, you can bypass the mainstream media, even at a very local level for yes groups. You know, and um, that's one thing. Another thing we did in 2018-19 was to start up into live radio. 
So and this fella came come into the studio one day, Nori, and uh, told us about the live radio. And we, we, you know, again, we didn't have a clue what we were doing to set that up, but we, we managed to get that going. And that mm. seems to be going well. I'm not as heavily involved in that at this moment in time. But uh, the group that are doing it, they're, they're doing a cracking job. Independence Live is the, the live streaming and some live events and some more shows. Um, and then on the other side, we've got the, the radio. So there's a lot going on, isn't there? You know, a lot of different things. And we're hoping to see you do more and get stuck into more. Do, do you want to tell me about Because I, I know Independence Live are 100% grassroots funded. So do you want to tell me a little bit about the last crowdfunder and also maybe, you know, what you think that'll, that, that crowdfunder is going to allow you to do? I've been actually going through all we're costing from from Independence Live into Live Radio. You know, there's there's a lot there. There's lots of different things that we need to put out for, and uh, you know, there's licenses, there's the radio stuff, modules. We've even got a service that tells us when the radio is down that we pay for. Uh, Independence Live wise, you know, there's you know we've got Zoom we're paying for monthly. There's live streaming services there's marketing services we pay for so there's a, there's a lot uh, lot of outgoings at the moment never mind talking about getting equipment which we don't really we haven't really been needing for a while because um if covid have kind of went online with that but um we did do we did cover the general elections which was a lot of fun so that was mm. back to our, our multi-camera set up at the emirates and we really enjoyed that yeah, I said there's a lot that, that people who are watching don't see Independence Live doing and there's a lot of things underneath to, to, to keep this operation going. And now, um, how did the last fu uh, fundraiser go? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was uh, that went pretty well. We, we kind of uh, took a different tack this time, how we, we promoted the crowdfunder. And instead of like the first two weeks being hell and hardly getting any donations, we managed to... It was kind of more of a kind of straight line for donations, so that that helped the nerves a lot, a lot more. That's for sure. So yeah, it uh, it went well. I think it was about four or five, maybe going over six weeks before we finally fully hit target, but it was steady right the way through. So yeah, that's good. And and having that kind of having that bank now, um, it'll really you know allow you to do a little bit more as we we get into you know we get into summer and then and then into autumn hopefully. Now, one of the questions we always ask on uh, Yes Corner is, uh, how have you been engaging with the other organisations? Because as anyone who's watched this regularly will know, that's one of my kind of bugbears is that we're such an amazing movement, but we just don't tend to speak to each other and help yeah. each other enough. So have you got any good examples of, of yeah. how you've done that for for Independence Live with other organisations? Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, pre-COVID, uh, I believe in Scotland, uh, ran an event in Glasgow, and we were there with a multi-camera setup. So we've got a good, uh, we've got a good relationship with, uh, believe in Scotland, and you know, business for Scotland. Recently, uh, we've been, we've we've helped, uh, yes, Kirk and Tillock get their events online, you know, because everything is now online, and mm. they've done some great stuff. So Contour is another one, Contour. That's with uh, Cat, Cat Boyd, and you know the people around them. We showed them how to you know use Streamyard, which is a great online platform service for 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 yes which is which is what which is what we use to to broadcast into YouTube. So 
definitely something that people should should look yeah. into. But I take it the kind of like if 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 you want help, it's very 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 unlikely that you'll say no. It's like yeah, I'll, I'll always say yes, <laughs> right to my detriment. I, exactly, uh, exactly. Stress levels, but you know, I'll always uh, say yes. You know, and you know, you always look at what groups ask for, right? And you're always looking for the, the best thing we can do, right, is provide them with the fishing net. Basically, show them how to use the software. Sometimes they're not comfortable with that, so we'll actually do it for them. But um, it's uh, it, it depends what the what the group wants to do, and maybe they're just looking for information mm. on something in particular, and we can be helping that technology-wise. But uh, we're, we're always there to help, for sure. Brilliant. Um, I've got a, a question for you, I think, although is this me doing it? I don't know. Um, can you <laughs> give a shout-out to the Glad Cafe? Oh, the Glad so, Cafe. Yeah, See the, so I, I, have I just given a shout-out, or can you do yeah, that? Uh, one, one minute, uh, Wally, right. So when we kicked off, me and uh, Derek, uh, we first we done our first live stream at the Glad Cafe. It's a brilliant place in Shawlands, one of the top places in Shawlands. And uh, we set up our first event in there, and that was with Business for Scotland. That was uh, Michelle Thompson, Ivy McKee was there. Um, it was an incred incredible event, and we, we actually got that videoed, and that video, uh, 100,000 views it got, and... Um, one of the, the great things about it was wow. I was going I was going down to do this event uh, govern someplace. Uh, Tommy Sheridan was speaking, and the taxi driver actually asked me. He started talking about the, the this video, and somebody at the event put their hand up there for the questions and said, "Have you seen this video?" It was economics. It was an introduction to economics, mm. and I was very keen, you know, because you know it's the economy, stupid, right? And yeah. I was very keen at the start to to get um, the business side taken care of and try to get, you know, get that message out there about how, you know, Scotland can do well economically. Brilliant, brilliant. No, it's it, it's great when you've done something and you hear people talking about it. Um, about 25 years ago, I ran an event in Scotland and it went really badly and it made like some of the newspapers. It was actually on page three of The Sun. Right? <laughs> but it, 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 it made some of the newspapers and I was in a chip Man. shop in Perth. I was in a chip shop in Perth two days uh -huh. after the event and I was eating my fish and chips and the more yeah. of the chips I had, I could see my face appearing in the <laughs> newspaper. So oh, it's always nice when people, it's always nice when people are talking about something you've done. Yeah. Uh, normally, I mean, for, normally for good rather than bad. Um, I, I did, okay. So, yeah. so, so go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I set up a, a couple of events. It was like one week after the next, right? And that helped with the promotion. And, uh, unbeknown to us right the person that said to promote it for us didn't bother and uh nobody turned up but we were live streaming it so we had the panel right so we, we just continued with it and it was a bit it was a real interesting but nobody turned up so there you go i don't know if that beat you <laughs> well, well, we're in a really good situation now where um because events are recorded and, you know, everything that we do, uh, you know, we'll maybe get a couple of hundred views over the first 24 hours. Maybe there's 100 people watching live. However, if you've got really good content, you'll get hundreds of views. And as you said, you got up to 100,000 views for that one you did eight years ago. So what we've really got to try and encourage uh, and support is to help 
yes groups and any yes organization create better content and help them with things like search engine optimization and tagging things so that more people see it and again as regular viewers will know this is something i'm really keen on helping is creating great content and helping it get out to more than people who are um currently yes supporters but getting to those kind of soft no's so with that as a lead-in mm -hmm. kevin what's the plan for independence live as we kind of move into the summer months now you know, we, as you mentioned, right, we want um, we, we want more shows. We want to hear the voices of more people. We want to reach out to soft nose. So um, one group in particular I'm very keen to get involved with is, is Radical Independence Campaign. They're making a bit of a comeback. They did uh, a conference there. We could have helped out a wee bit. But, yeah, I would, uh, they'd be a great group to get involved with. You know, lots yeah. of so I think we, we, we've had that conversation and we're kind of looking at five new shows, five mm, new yeah. monthly shows by the end of certainly in, in August. Um, we've got a, we've got one brand new show, which is already scheduled, uh, which is a Scottish whiskey show. Um, and I'd love to hear what people think in the, the chat now. But can can you believe there's no show on the BBC about whiskey? Not a monthly show, not a weekly show, but our largest export, world-renowned, hugely important for the country, and it's not. There's nothing there about it, and I think that's yeah. so. So let me know what you think about that. But that's a good example, Kevin, isn't it, of the type of thing that we want to do is just yeah. trying just fill this gap politically, but culturally. And, and can you tell us Absolutely. a little bit about the new show, Tuss, that you've been heavily involved uh, with? As yeah, Tuss. That's uh, yeah, Adam. He's uh, he's fronting that that particular programme, that's that's to do with uh, uh, indigenous voices from around the world. Uh, Adam is a Gaelic speaker and he's uh, he's a Gael and he's, I've worked with, with Adam previously doing live streams uh, from stuff he was he was setting up and that's a great show, talking to people from around the world. The, the one he just did there was Mohawk. Yeah, it was uh, incredible, wasn't it? The stories that she the had. Stories. It was it was fascinating to hear them. It's it's really inspiring. So so that show itself, I'm really looking forward to. It. I really like Adam, and he's got he's, he's got so many contacts worldwide, and he's got mm. so many interesting stuff to talk about. That uh, yeah. I'm really looking for the cultural side, getting more cultural stuff going. So so out. so we've got we've got now is this is a kind of like an open call. Uh, and we're looking for these five new shows, July and into and into August. Um, we're going to put up a little form, which will give people a kind of little bit of guidance if they want to um, propose that that a show for us to help them support. Uh, and obviously, we'll offer loads of support as well as the access to the nearly six hundred uh, six and a half thousand subscribers now, plus our our database. But if you are interested in putting a show. Could be political, but it also could be just cultural or completely different. Something that's not out there at the moment. Uh, then we'll have a link, and we're going to send that out to everyone, um, so that they're able to come and look at that. And hopefully, we'll get five new uh, fantastic shows. And that's what I said was really important about getting more information out that's got a yes slant on it, and really trying to counter uh, what's going on with with the rest of the mainstream media. Yeah, so that's absolutely. some new shows, Kevin. And what about um, our events? Because I know you're you, you're planning to do um, a few more into the year as well. Yeah, um, well, we've got the conferences as well. Well, I don't think I've mentioned that. That's uh, We've got uh, one coming up, and we're planning to do maybe conferences every six weeks. So the one that's coming up this weekend is in defence of Scotland. And that's, uh, that's 
for doing this along with uh, Veterans for Independence 2.0, Cliff and Russ uh, to the veterans. So I'm really looking forward to that. But that's kind of kind of thing we'll be looking at. What kind of conferences we can do? What kind of things should we be talking about in the Yes movement? And uh, yeah, try to do more to do more of them maybe every every six weeks if we can. And uh, the the one in the one in uh, Saturday. We're putting it out in Twitter, the link out in Twitter, etc. And we'll, we'll drop it into this uh, feed at some point. I'll actually play the wee video before we head out. And, and again, I, we're really keen to hear from people what uh, events and what topics they want us to cover. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this In Defence um, of Scotland event came about because the, the, um, the uh, Veterans for Independence that were, you know, let's do something. And we were like, yeah, we'd love to support that. We had a chat with them, came up with an event, supported it, put all the marketing in, hosting it, running it. So any ideas, you know, it doesn't have to be you running it in your yes group, you know, come to us for some support. Um, it might be one of our own events that we can do together or mm. just there um, to give you support. And what about training, Kevin? Because you mentioned that at the start as well. Is that something you're looking to kind of bulk up a little bit? Yeah, uh, especially the online stuff. Right. Um, we're, for example, we're using StreamYard at the moment to do this. Right. So uh, Contour, we're using StreamYard. If people are on, we're you, well, people, there will be, this is going to YouTube only at the moment. They'll see if they look for Contour, that was done in, you know, StreamYard. It's a, a fantastic package to get people streaming online. But also mm. people can stream using Zoom. Right. We can give give uh, help and showing people how to do it via Zoom if they wish, you know. So, you know, in pre-COVID days, it would maybe be showing them about phones and how to live stream and do stuff with that, right? But restreaming that. But um, now mm. it's online at the moment. And I don't see this I've, this going away, Well, like, Even when we go back to, you know, non-COVID days, people's, this technology is just so good. You know, yeah. you don't need to go sit, sit in a hole. Absolutely. I had a conversation with someone just a couple of weeks ago um, and they said, there's no way I'm going to be travelling down to Edinburgh now for a meeting. Oh, I'm from Inverness. I can just watch yeah. it on Inverness and watch it from Inverness. And I think we've got to do that. You know, we've got a big country um, yeah. and, and maybe for your local your local events, it's getting everyone together locally, but making sure you're streaming that so people who are not there yeah. are able to see that great content. And as well as that kind of technical support on, on producing the event, we're I know that you're looking to help people with their marketing and their kind of you know scheduling and how you actually plan that event and the execution and what to do with the content afterwards and 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 as I said at the start, just a lot of advice to make sure that all of these wonderful bits of content we have just get to a uh, much wider audience. I mean, all it takes is a, a hashtag or a wording of a title, and that can be picked up on YouTube better, right? And all it mm. takes is one soft soft note to pick up a video to get engaged with something. So that that really that really matters. And you know, to be fair, I'm I'm actually just finding the time now to to, to do this. I'm 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 really focused on and trying to learn more about um, the market and promotion SEO SEO stuff. Uh, you know, so yeah, we want to help reach out and help people do that. As well. Great to get a couple of questions. You know, as um, as Zag Flash said, there it's unusual to get Kevin in front of the camera. It's and it's more unusual to actually have him answering questions and talking yeah. about all the wonderful work that he does. So please, uh, any questions? But Kevin, I wanted to talk about. Not football uh, related. 
<laughs> I wanted to talk about the um, the, the plan to, to have more of a core team involved in Independence Live. And I know that you've got some plans to kind of build up a, a team. And, uh, you know, I suppose not just any team, but, but people with really good digital experience and knowledge and to try and create much more of a resource for the movement. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? I don't know if you want to drop any names of the people, but tell us a little bit more about how you're looking to kind of resource up for the movement. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the most difficult thing is getting uh, volunteers involved. That's for sure. You know, and because, you know, people have got life to get on with, right? But it's um, what we wanted to do is to get, as you said, Willie, is to get more people that um, have a bit of time that can be, if you're, you've got a real good bit of time, eight hours a week, Right, and they can do are willing to learn some digital skills, online skills, and we'll train you up. And you maybe you've got some great skills you can show us how to do stuff. So if if you want to get involved with us, uh, please do. We're getting getting hardcore here, right? As as well as said, we've got uh, we're, we're trying to get another five shows going by uh, you know the, the end of August at least at five more shows you can if, you, if you're involved with production right you know what's involved now it will never be the BBC they've got uh, I think the Scottish BBC 300 odd million right but you know we can harness our skills in a very efficient way in a better way and you know try and get messages out there to people and if you can help me anyway and there's, you may have a skill set they've not even thought about right Please get in contact with us. Absolutely, absolutely, and it is the, the 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 more people we can get in who are able to dedicate that, you know, as you said, yeah. you know, good amount of time, you know, eight hours spread across a week, however you want to do it. I think yeah. I think we could start to see Independence Live just do so much more of the really good things, um, it's been it's been doing because as everyone probably knows when we talk about Independence Live, we're really talking about Kevin Gibney over the last couple of years. So things are changing and we're getting a lot more support. So hopefully yeah. we can start doing a little bit more. Let me just tell you about uh, Indie Live Radio. I mean, that, that is one amazing team, Wally. And um, what people, people when I say Indie Live Radio, they're just thinking about an, maybe an online radio station. They ain't, right? See when we do our live streams, Wally, right? The, the, the folks from Indie Live Radio, Right, they turn them into uh, podcasts and they put them out in the radio. They also have their own podcast service, a YouTube channel. It's mm. like you're taking uh, you know, digitised uh, data and reusing it in different platforms to reach a wider audience. You know, their, 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 their podcast service they've, they've got is, is, is fantastic. You know, so we're re reusing we're, you know, the live stream that we might do like this. This could go out in a, a radio show. You know, and as no, well as the podcast. It's really important. I know they work really closely with the Yes groups as well. I think they've got like a weekly Yes group show. That's so right. it is really, really yeah. good examples about how we're looking together and uh, how we're looking to work together. And, you know, we're especially keen, I know, to hear from uh, from Yes groups. Uh, Kevin, anything else you want to cover quickly before I finish with the um, with the event on, on Saturday? Yeah, I'll, I'd just like to say I'm fully confident Scotland will win the next two games. Uh, so don't worry about it. Are we playing something other than football over the next couple of weeks, are we? Uh, no, it's just oh, it's football. All right, okay. <laughs> right, right, okay. People are feeling as bad as I am, even though I've got a smile on my face. You bring a smile on my face, Willie. Uh, <laughs> I'm still recovering. Uh, but the next two, two games for Scotland, we will win. We will beat England. 
right? Don't worry about it. Uh, but Brilliant. anything else in defence of Scotland conference this week, hugely important. Please register and come along. You can go and find out our schedule. So while I will get that link out to them, right? Uh, check out the schedule. It's brilliant, okay? Please get involved. You'll be able to talk to others. There's so much happening during the day, during that, that conference. And it will also show you some of the other stuff you can do because we'll be taking that same kind of idea and applying it to other stuff, Willie. Uh, one of the things we're very much interested in, you know, is the economic side of things. So I'm sure we'll have, you know, another conference along those lines, Willie, and... Um, and any ideas that people have got, we'll, we'll look at creating conferences on them. And, and I know we're going to go out to the um, 277 people who voted for the crowdfunder and ask them yeah. first uh, what they would really yeah. like to see us doing to make the yeah. most of, you know, the, the indie pounds that, 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 that they gave towards Independence Life. Um, Kevin, thanks very much. Uh, we'll speak a little bit later. Peace and love. Welcome to Yes Corner. And tonight I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by three of the team and they'll tell me if that's the whole team or if that's just part of the team uh, from Indie Live Radio. So I'd like to welcome the team. Uh, first we have Valerie. Hi Valerie. Hello there William, how are you? I'm very well and hi Fiona. Hiya. And hi Marlene. Hello. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, as people who have been uh, watching this will know, what we're trying to do is to highlight the resources that are available to Yes Campaigners and I've been going through several organisations, ones that are really important and add a lot to the movement. So I'm really pleased that we've been able to get our live indie radio station with us first uh, on, on now. So I've got the first question, and I'd like that to probably go to all of you, but starting with Valerie. How did you get involved in indie live radio? Well, um, I was just having a look there, and it was way back in July 2019, so almost two years ago. You, you mentioned the team, we're only a, a, a part of it. There's loads of other people, not least Kevin Gibney, who was one of the founder members. And there's been a lot of changes. Um, and we've got a lot of people that do loads and loads of work. I'm sure Fiona and Marlene will t tell you more about them later. Yeah, I got involved uh, through Marlene. Marlene was asked to go down to be interviewed and she said, do you fancy coming with me? And uh, I think I ended up sitting in on the interview and then... For some reason, they seem to take a shine to us and pensioners for independence. And we were asked to go back and then sit in. We started sitting in on various shows as guests. And then the main presenter of the daytime show uh, had to leave fairly quickly. And we kind of stepped in and that was it. <laughs> so, um, we, we stepped in at that point, three shows a week at that point in the studio. Okay, well, fantastic. So, so we're coming up to your two-year anniversary then. Yeah. <laughs> and Marlene, um, has um, has has your journey been told, or have you got anything extra to add to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty well been told actually. Val, Val told it very well just now. Um, yeah, I was at a meeting. I was at a meeting run by uh, Yes Glasgow Northwest, and they'd invited. I think it was Philippa Whitford. I was just standing around chatting to people, and a chap that I know came up to me and said would I go into Indie Live Radio studio to talk about pensioners for independence? So I kind of went, oh, well, yeah, okay, I could do that. So, so yeah, so I went I went along. So the first time I went, it was just me and, uh, and Nori. Nori Hunter was doing the show. So I, you know, chatted. And as well said, I stayed on, you know, and had a, a general kind of input. And then, yeah, they asked me back. I said to Val, 
you fancy going with me? And uh, yeah, what you know, what she said was then what uh, what ensued, and 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 it was all in the in the studio. I mean, I I wasn't there three days a week. Uh, Nori mm. was there three days a week. Um, I tended to go in once, maybe twice, and gradually we we started making suggestions about um, guests, and then started arranging to get the guests to come on. So it it kind of yeah, just kind of. Uh, accumulated momentum from there brilliant it's a really good example of the movement working together and that it was open up to other you know pensioners for yes and, and the yes groups and then it kind of you know brought in the resources from that so that's a really interesting story um, and and fiona how long have you been involved in, in and how did live radio get its claws into you um not as long as uh, val and marlene have to say um i was Listening to the radio, as I, I used to enjoy listening to it, often when I was painting my yes stones in the back garden, I would be listening to it. And I remember one day that Kevin had put a call out on the radio for podcasts. So I was, um, and still am, quite an active member of um, Clap Manager Women for Independence. So at one of our meetings, we were just doing that old, hey, we could do that. So next thing you know, we started a podcast started sending it in and we were just going around whatever we were doing that week we would record bits of it and create a podcast for the radio when i got more involved was really once the lockdown started partly because we weren't going out and about doing things that we would have been doing otherwise but also we started having team meetings and that was really the first time we'd got to grips with zoom this wonderful new invention that's changed our lives um, it was quite a novelty uh, when we first started having meetings and suddenly we were getting to know each other. And the more that we just got to know about how the radio worked and our tech guy, Steve, who's just a wizard, kept showing me little bits of the, the process behind the scenes, sort of this is how this bit works and this is how you schedule something and this is how the system does it. So before you knew it, I was actually becoming quite involved in the behind the scenes stuff as mm. well as our podcast and it just really, we've just gone from there. So that was my story. It does seem like once it's got you, um, mm. it, doesn't want to, it doesn't want to let go. Well, you've mentioned Kevin and you've also mentioned Steve. So it'd be good to know who the other um, people in the team are and you know, how, how you kind of come up with all the ideas for, for what you're looking to do. That'd be really great for us to know. Uh, who, wants to who wants to jump on that one? The DJs, if you like, is there other the other big bits. So we've got Marlene and Val do the the daytime show and the sort of the talky stuff, let's call it. But the DJs are quite important. So we've got Steve B, James E, Doctor Dave, Frankie Boy, and Jerry. They all do music shows, and that's quite a popular part of the the week of the radio, really. Okay, fantastic. And and anyone else? So Steve does kind of the technical stuff. Kevin's doing a lot of the other things on, um, kind of making sure everything's kind of running, and also some of the um, the live recording for the um, live streams and events and things like that. Is there anyone else in the team? Anyone who we've missed out? Let's not miss anyone out. For a change, we've got somebody young. <laughs> <laughs> so Gemma has joined relatively recently and she's uh, bringing a lot of ideas. She, she's quite committed though because she's got married recently, she's got a family and she's a student, but she's uh, been doing quite a bit of input, you know, just with ideas. She, but I think in the future she might 
put in content as well. You mentioned Steve and the technical side, but Jerry Mulvena as well has been putting out music. He's done a tremendous amount just yeah. recently. He used to be much more involved in the Independence Live side on the live streaming, but that's kind of because there's less events happening in mm. real life live stream jerry's given a lot of his time recently and he's been amazing because there's been quite a lot of technical issues with one thing and another having to relocate our equipment out of the studio and i would think jerry and steve behind the scenes have been totally amazing really yeah well it's great it looks like everyone's willing to try new things and and get their hands dirty in different and different areas well i'd love to know about how it's been in the studio um, and what's been happening in the studio over the last year and a bit. Um, but before I ask that, um, Marlene, I, I know it's, you've got the talking um, shows and you've got the music shows. What else are you doing? I think you're. I think you've got a blog as well that you're. That, that yeah, you we, we we do. I'd been probably involved maybe about six or eight months, and I started to realise. I mean, it's great fun doing the live shows, and it's a bit nerve wracking sometimes, but it is great fun. And I started to think, gosh, we've got this amazing archive of interviews. But once it goes out, it's never it's seen gone, again, yeah. or it's ne- or it's never heard again. So I was chatting to Steve, the the IT wizard, and he said, "Well, you know, we've got a blog facility on the website." So. I'm used to looking after blogs and websites. I, I look after the Pensioners for Indie one and my own one. So I started blogging on from the Indie Live Radio website. So if we do a show, I would, not all of them, but, you know, I would sort of put a post on the blog and about a week afterwards and say, this was really good. And sometimes I'd put the, the, the recording up on the website. So that's how it started. And then I started to think, actually, we could have an on-demand set up. And, and Steve and Fiona were already using Podbean for podcasts. I set up our SoundCloud channel. So now we've got a, a bit of a network. We've got the live shows, we've got recorded shows, and we've got at least three on-demand platforms, because as well as looking after Podbean, Fiona also looks after the, the YouTube one, and I look after SoundCloud now with Val's help. So... That's actually been quite a development and I think a really useful one because not everyone can tune in to when a programme happens to be on. This way, get it anytime. That's the beauty of digital content, isn't it? It's not just there and, and, and gone. Um, and you can reuse it and store it. So that's really interesting. So let's take me back to the, the start of the pandemic in the UK, kind of March time last year. You were in the studio and then all of a sudden you weren't in the studio. Did you have any kind of break between broadcasts or were you able to flip that to, to working? I take it you've been working remotely. There was a little bit of a hiatus and I would have to pay tribute to Marlene here because if it hadn't been for Marlene, I don't think the daytime show would have kept going um, because we, we were doing like three shows a week. As Marlene said, she didn't always do three. Kevin was very, very involved at that stage. That's when we yeah. were in the studio. So Kevin, myself and Marlene, between the three, among the three of us, we would do a Monday, a, Tuesday, a Wednesday and a Friday show for the daytime show. But when it became apparent that you know, the the pandemic was getting quite serious. Some people immediately started not coming into the studio and then it became clear that if we were going to keep broadcasting, we would have to move to remote broadcasting. And Marlene mastered the audio. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even in Glasgow then because my sister and her husband asked me to move in with them for the first lockdown up in the north of Scotland. So... I, I was doing all the broadcasting from there. I was in charge of the Zoom. I did the Zoom 
but Marlene did the difficult part, which was the audio hijack and the putting it out. And we were doing live shows then, Marlene, weren't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So we I were... think we ran. I think we did live shows remotely. I mean, where I'm sitting is just the back bedroom in our house. And we did those live shows for what about nine months, Val? Something Quite like a long that. Time, yeah. yeah. And at that point, we were using Zoom, but we were doing it in Skype as well. But we were doing, mm. we had the guests during the time slot of the programme, whereas now we've moved to a more, a more flexible setup where we interview and record the guests at a time of their choice, which makes it much easier to get guests. And then we edit it and we put it out with music. It was getting so, the workload was massive, so... Mm. We, we decided to go to just um, one daytime show a week. And Marlene and Fiona, I'll tell you a bit more, because they've done brilliant work on the two other shows that go on the Wednesday and Monday slots. Let, I'll let them tell you, because they're the ones that have I've gradually been catching up. Marlene said I've been helping her, but only a little bit with the SoundCloud. But my, I've been really terrible. My sister said, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn to do She said, Valerie, you said that to me months ago. You were going to learn. <laughs> so I've, I've gradually. It's not, it's not easy. That's for sure. There's a lot of when you know when you're starting doing this, you know, moving from live to pre-recorded and editing and um, audio jacks and everything is is yeah, really exactly. difficult. Yeah. So uh, Marlene or Fiona, who wants to talk through the other couple of shows then? Do you want to talk about yes, yeah, Spotlight, Fiona? Yeah, sure. Um, yes, yeah, Spotlight came about because. When the team were in the studio, it used to be quite common they would try and get people to come in as guests into the studio. And sometimes that was quite difficult yeah. to get people in, depending where they were, you know, how close they were to Glasgow. But actually, one of the benefits of doing things remotely is you can get guests from all over the place. And there was almost a light bulb moment for us. We thought, instead of expecting them to come to us, why don't we go to them? So because so many yes groups were starting to do events, particularly by Zoom, we started joining in a lot of those events, enjoying them as spectators, but also mm. arranging with the organisers to give us the audio. And then we turned that audio into what we call the Yes Group Spotlight at 11 o'clock on a Monday morning. So every week we've got something uh, and they've been very generous with their, yeah. their time and their efforts and some really great quality. And we've got a two-hour slot there, which gives you time for a really in-depth look at something and question and answer sessions. So we've been, I think we're on to about episode 26 or so of those Yes Group Spotlights. And they're yeah. all available on our YouTube, our Podbean, or our SoundCloud. So that, again, is a remarkable archive of data that's available to the Yes Movement. It's created by the Yes Movement um, and it's there for, for everybody to share. So that's the Yes Group Spotlight. Great. And, and that's such a good example, again, of you working with other Yes groups and Yes organisations. I take it um, you would be quite happy to do a call out for any of those Yes groups who want to kind of provide you the content for that period. Absolutely. So yeah, is it fair absolutely. to say they can just drop you a note if there's anyone who's watching? Um, yeah, just absolutely. They can they can just contact us. I mean, here or, you know, or contact us via the via the website. And the thing that happened after we after we'd got the Yes group spotlight going for a while, probably through to last autumn, as as Fiona's just described, then um, I, I started to kind of realise that I thought there was a bit of a shift in the kinds of topics and themes that yes groups were organising meetings on. So there was still a lot of meetings that were about 
how do we get to independence? You know, the kind of things we need to do and how do we mm. persuade people? But increasingly this last year, I think now yes groups more and more are organising meetings where they're talking about the kind of Scotland we want. So, mm. you know, independence is for something. And and now a lot of people are, are organising meetings that, for what's it for? So, uh, you know, we put together, we, we, we talked about that. And, and then, so we created a, another programme, which goes out on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock, two-hour slot. That one's called Changing Minds Moving Forwards. Yeah, we've had some great ones. There's been, you know, open people organised a meeting about um, land value tax, and they, they had Kate Forbes, the finance minister. She was there mm-hmm. contributing, joining in debate. We had a really good session of meetings about um, well-being economy and how to bring that into mm-hmm public um, decision making and then other topics that are, are not so easy to grapple like you know Scotland's got a drug problem. We um, used the, the drugs conference that you were involved in William we took the outputs from that and created a, a show for the, the moving forward changing minds as well. Brilliant that's that that's great again just more examples of reusing the brilliant content that we've got in the movement yeah. and, and supporting other organizations yeah. it would be great to hear from anyone who's watching if you just want to drop us a comment you know the types of things that you're discussing now and if you agree with marlene and there is a difference and there's been a move away from how do we get it to actually what is it for and what type of scotland do we want to see just say something about the music side of it just on in that vein because actually we've moved from just churning out you know music 24 7 we're very much moving into the future scotland in that sense as well because our focus is politics music and culture and we're aiming to get 50 percent of our musical output being scottish artists which has been quite a dramatic shift and current stuff as well so we've got a lot of support out there for up-and-coming artists, including playlists. We've got shows dedicated just to new music, Scottish indie music. We've got Gaelic music. We've got cultural side. We've got Scots writers that we interview. We've got Scots-speaking mm. poets. We've got chat facilities for Gaelic speakers tied in with Duolingo. So it's not just anymore Brilliant. about the, the kind of the immediacy of the independence journey. It's about increasingly what happens when we get there and it's just it struck me when Marlene was describing changing minds I thought that's exactly the same way that the music side's going as yeah well. yeah and, and actually just to add something in else in about the changing minds because Val maybe maybe you could talk about about this because I think Val made this brilliant put this brilliant program together um for the changing Minds series and it was about the role of music in an independence movement tell them a bit about that wow that was that was really good well one of the 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 change in minds um we i I had the idea because we had been interviewing people from singing for an independent scotland which is a group that's online at the moment but i think they're hoping when the pandemic eases to move offline and to have singing at all the marches and rallies and it gave me the idea We'd also been interviewing Sheena Wellington for our International Women's Day special. We'd interviewed her recently. And so it seemed to me that it was really important to look at the power of music because, you know, if you look at the 1960s, music can be a massive force in culture, obviously, of other kinds for for change because Political change isn't just about what people think. It's not just cerebral. It is about how people, how you make people feel and how you move people. 
and music and song. So we, we, we put to, I put together like all different things. There was a bit from the internet, from YouTube, about uh, the power of music during the civil rights movement in America. And that's something I'm particularly interested in. I used to be in a political choir and also the Estonian singing revolution where the power of culture and song played a massive part. Leslie Riddick's touched on that. That's really interesting. In the America and the during during slavery, um, slaves would use, they would sing songs to each other and they were actually instructions of how to escape. Yeah. from the cotton fields and they were able to spread on how to get out you know yeah. uh, by singing songs so incredibly important and uh, I wondered how do you feel that the culture in Scotland will be affected once we become independent Marlene do you want to have a, a, any thoughts on that oh I, I think it will, culture in Scotland's already pretty powerful I mean I, I lived down in, in England well Welsh English border for about eight years in early 2000s and so often kind of in, English people it wasn't so much the Welsh but it was English people saying oh you Scots I mean I mean you've got all these songs and all that culture and and in comparison obviously a bit of a felt lack um I mean I don't know if that's necessarily the whole story from the point of view of English musical kind of culture but I think we've already got a pretty strong musical culture and it's I mean in my family my mum's family everyone learned to play the fiddle or or you learned to play the piano and you know whenever there was a family gathering the fiddles came out and the cordings came out I mean people sang all the time so I think it's pretty strong anyway my hunch though is that after independence it'll just flourish again it'll just really strengthen again and I think it can also go out it can be a way in which we communicate with um with the rest of the world as a newly independent nation so i'm very optimistic about that and fiona what do you think is there is there a, a cultural kind of explosion just waiting to happen Absolutely. And I think particularly I'm noticing it in the language side of things. Um, So we mentioned there that we've got Scots poets and Scots writers and Iona Fife, who we've had on the show, but she's also been our artist of the week. We play her songs. She's taken on Spotify to get them to agree that Scots can be a language instead of having to describe her songs as in English. And on the back of that, we've got uh, video games music as in another show that we've got. And one of our listeners is a games designer and has just designed a game in Scots. So you've got this um, this protagonist in this video game who's uh, speaking broad Scots. And if he doesn't make it, then he's deed. And uh, <laughs> he's now talking about maybe taking on Steam, which is one of the big games providers, to say, why can't I describe my the language of this game as Scots? Why That's does Scots. it have to be English? Wow, so- those are brilliant stories. You'll see James there say music feeds the heart and soul. I think we'll all agree to that. Yeah, I, I think that at the moment, I still think that we see our cult- culture through the prism of the United Kingdom. And I still think we look at our culture very differently than how we would if we were an independent nation. And living in Catalonia, it's very easy to see how their culture is so separate and is viewed through a, through through the prism of Catalonia. And I don't feel like a lot of the culture in Scotland is viewed through our own eyes. I still think we take that step back and view it um, through through the eyes of the, of the rest of the United Kingdom. So I think there's a huge hopeful um, change coming. I, I would love to know a little bit more about because we always see Indie Live Radio next to Independence Live. So for, for the audience, what's the difference? What's the similarities? How do you work together? And kind of ultimately, how are you funded? Uh, how is the radio, you know, how, how, where do you get that revenue to make all this brilliant content? 
basically the radio doesn't really need a lot of funding and we some things we just pay for ourselves out of our own pockets you know like my zoom account for example or marlene you know licenses and so on but the funding for independence live indie live radio comes under so we do get some money because you know we need money for for the systems the technological systems but it's fairly cheap it's not very expensive so the money is through crowdfunders so um the, we will be starting up a crowdfunder again very soon we do one every now and again and we're very grateful for any donations so that that is the main source really is the crowdfunder so we see it we see your logo separately but it's also it's very much under that one umbrella of independence yeah. life yeah yeah okay. yeah it is and i mean not you know neither neither the live streaming side of it or the radio station side of it would exist if it wasn't for Kevin, if it wasn't for Kevin Gibney. Kevin, Kevin's, the, Kevin's the one person who's supported financially. I mean, m m these days, well, because he's got the team of us running the radio station, he doesn't need to do that much of the radio station. He has done loads and loads in the past. Um, so he's doing more on the, on the live stream. But, you know, the, the man deserves a lot of appreciation because with, without him, n none of this actually yeah. would, be, would be happening. Yeah, um, having known Kevin quite well uh, for a couple of years now, it's, his work ethics is, is pretty incredible. Um, the amount of effort he puts in to make all to make all this happen. Yeah. So I know we'll have people who really want to help. You mentioned the um, potential of the next crowdfunder, and we also covered the opportunity for yes groups um, to repurpose some of their great content on the shows. Is there any other way that you think that campaigners could get involved and to to help uh, in the live radio? Absolutely. I mean, the first and most important thing, listen to the radio, <laughs> because without <laughs> listeners, there's no point in us being here. So, you know, we can always do with more listeners and not just the radio, but also our on-demand stuff. Go and have a look and see what's on our SoundCloud, our podcast channel, our YouTube. And I think you'll be bowled over by the content there. And it really helps us as well if you subscribe and if you like things, even just clicking that little thumbs up on YouTube, that helps with the algorithms so the thing gets seen by more people and the whole thing just starts to snowball. So liking us, sharing things, telling your friend if you've heard a, a good show, give us feedback on what you're hearing. We've got the Discord chat room if you want to jump on and have a chat with any of us or tell us what music you'd like. So I think just anything that, that's interactive yeah. is really helpful. And it's very encouraging for us to know there are people out there and that we're not listening. listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got, I've got a sort of um, hope that, that I carry around with me, which is that now that we've created this body of... Um, you know, well, work and interviews and and music and um, but but from the point of view of the the, the spoken word programs, I've just got this hope that maybe around Scotland now, people who are already convinced about yes are, are talking to someone who isn't yet convinced, and they're saying, oh, well, look, if you want to think, if you want to know more about such and such, have a look at Indie Live Radio's SoundCloud, have a look at their YouTube um, platform because. Because there is such a lot of good stuff there, and so I'm, I just hope that it starts to get used in uh, in, in that sort of way. Because that would be fantastic. An example of that just the other week, you notice little themes coming up in the kind of unionist attack lines, don't you? And recently, there's been a lot to do with borders. So we've got a, a recent couple of podcasts that were Bill Austin, who's the the expert in customs and borders. And I've just been responding to tweets right, yeah. left and centre by giving yeah. them the link to the podcast and saying, look, you, this term hard border is an absolute nonsense. Do you want to know why? Bang, listen to this. Yeah. And 
we've got so much material that actually you could be using in that way. Yeah, great. Well, well that's definitely a theme that's come across from uh, from doing um, six of these now is that it's it's a resource for campaigners, you know, like the radio is and like some of the other things that we've covered. But really, it's also a resource that campaigners can put in the hand of potential yes voters. And I think we would all be delighted if that was one of the main things that um, p people were doing when they were listening to the radio. Well, well, ladies, I could, I could speak to you all night. Um, thanks very much for all of your information. Please do just drop me a note in the um, uh, comments if you've enjoyed tonight's show. And best of luck. And as, as the lady said, it's easy. All you have to do to listen to the radio to help out. So thanks very much, Marlene, Fiona, Valerie. Thank you. With me tonight, I have Dave Markison from The Hub. Thanks so much, Dave, for joining us. How are you? I'm very well. How's things? Yeah, good. Yeah, not bad. Excellent. And um, I think you've, uh, you want to tell us about your new arrival, because this isn't the most important thing that's oh, happened yeah. in a couple of weeks, is it? Yes, I, yeah, Grayson, I, son was born start of April. See, I, he's doing fine. That's, that's number five. So that's, that's it. Five aside, <laughs> team's complete. Fantastic. Well, well c congratulations, congratulations. I I'm going to ask you how you find the time to do what you do, but um, I think we'll get to that. So so the first question um, I wanted to ask you was, it'd be really good to hear from you a little overview, a rundown of what the Health Hub is, what it tries to do, and how much does it help the um, YES movement? Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, it's um, the Hub's a, it's a website and an app, a social media platform, really. So... If you imagine a kind of cross between Twitter and Facebook, the way you can uh, like things and share things. Um, but what it does is it's got hundreds of yes groups on it and uh, hundreds of pro-independence websites as well. And it kind of just harvests all the information, all the articles and videos, podcasts and events, and it puts them in one place. Um, and it makes it really, really easy for people to then to find pro-independence material. So if you need to find an event, what's happening nearby, you just look on the hub and there it is, pulls it in from three, four different different areas and the same volume of videos, live streams, articles and fact checks as well. Okay, so, so it sounds like it does a lot of things and have it in one place. Is it just for campaigners or should campaigners be pushing this out to, to, to you know, those kind of the golden the golden globe people who we want to change from, from those to yes? Is it, is it useful well, for that? Yeah. So you imagine the India app, which is kind of the, the tool for yes groups and campaigners to use to kind of talk amongst themselves. But the hub's kind of like the opposite end of that. It's more it's more inviting for people who are curious about independence. It's the website and the app are all set up to be kind of like neutral looking, you know, there's no flags waving everywhere and all that sort of things. And it's it's set up so that um on, on the internet, for example, we can push pro independent stuff further up Google's rankings to kind of entice them to look at our website instead of the Daily Mail's, for example, to have a look at content on there. Um, so I think for campaigners, it, it's uh, it's useful to kind of nudge people over to the hub to look at content on there. Just, it, it's, it's so easy to use. Yeah, yeah. I think the ease of use of the, the, the app especially is something that's really important. I would love to know just who is using the app at the moment. Um, so if you could just say, yes, I'm using it. Um, I, I've never heard of it would be another good answer. And, <laughs> yeah. and a yes. And, and Dave, if it's okay for me to say, and you've looked at it, but you don't think that you'll use it. Because yeah. I think you'd find that feedback really valuable. So absolutely, yes, use it. 
No, what are you two talking about? And thirdly, yes, we've had a look at it, but we don't think it's really what we're looking for. So that would be great just for, for people to drop that into the into the chat and uh, I can give that feedback. What, one of the things that you said, which I think is absolutely crucial, and this can sound a little bit techy because you and I can get a lot bit techy about tech, about tech, but this idea of search engine optimization, okay, and I hope the people with us haven't just fallen asleep, but it's really important that when people go into Google and they put in things like borders with Scotland or pensions in Scotland, it's crucial, maybe one of the most important things that the movement can do to get those searches, get indie positive searches really high up the rankings. And I would love, again, the people who are watching, at the end of this, stop watching, go into Google and put in something pretty plain like border with England or what currency will Scotland use and see how many pro-independence searches there are in the top what, 20. Why well, I'd love you to tell us just a little bit more about that and see if you agree on how important how important that is. Well, this, this is huge. Most people don't get off the first page of Google when looking at search results. So we need to get as much of our content pushed on the first page of Google as possible. So when people scroll down that page, they're more likely to click on a pro-independence thing rather than an anti-independence item because that you know we've, we've got most of the media against us already and then so one of the ways we can win independence is winning it online and that's what the hub tries to do i try and make sure that our content gets pushed higher and higher because there's about three hundred thousand items on the hub um, and about half of those indexed already by google so it's trying to make sure that those that are indexed are pushed higher and higher up so people will click that first rather than the anti-independence article first. I'm sure people can, can can see why that's important, but please go away, do a search, and, and you'll see just the evidence of why it's so important. And we kind of champion ourselves in this movement that is so disparate, and we've got so many people, amazing campaigners, amazing organisations, all doing their own thing. And that's what makes it so powerful, but it's also a weakness because it doesn't allow this kind of, it, it, it doesn't allow a proper amplification of what we do. And I think, and why I'm so uh, such, a, such a fan of the hub is that it has the potential to allow us to do it. So I'm bought in, you're bought in, there's a lot of people <laughs> who are on it, but what more can campaigners do to try and improve the information on there, how the information's shared, and how we can kind of get it more in front of people? Well, one, one important thing is we have to, I mean, the Hub sees everything, basically, and so I, I can get a big overview of what the movement's talking about. And, and one important thing is we need to think about the message that's going out. So a lot of campaigners need to think about what they're going to write about, or talk about, or live stream about, because we're hoping that people will click and view these things. So the message is really important. It needs to be all about pro-independence, not about SP and ALPA, for example, because there's a lot of that going on just now, and, and mm -hmm. bickering about mandates and all that sort of thing. So campaigners need to focus. And when, when campaigners do the thing, it comes onto the hub, which then can be shared out to everyone else. So what it's very, very important campaigners think about that. What they, else they can do is events. They're a, they're a big thing, online events especially. They need to post events on the Hub because the Hub has more events than anywhere else. And mm. um, if we have, if everyone thinks of where can I find independence events, the Hub's got them. So if everyone posts on there, it doesn't matter if you post them on Eventbrite, Facebook or what else, if you post them on the Hub as well, it, it helps everyone because everyone knows that's where to go. Um, and that helps 
you know, in the future, we're thinking about a campaign in the future as well. So mm. even if you look at it just now and go, well, I can't see a use of it just now, think about what's going to happen in the campaign, where are you going to find your information? And the hub is in your pocket, and you just pull out and just have a quick look. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's another really interesting point is that if you do look, look at the hub, you can see what other yes groups, other campaigners are talking about. But as just as importantly, you can also see what they're not talking about. Mm-hmm. which allows you to do something that you're really passionate about that you don't think other people are covering. So so say there's loads of chat around currency, but there's nothing about, I don't know, like financial regulation. And you know someone who's able to speak about that or you know something about it or you've got something that you can share. A quick look at the hub, searchable. You can see what other people are talking about. Um, and, and that's a really good use. The other use I thought was if you want to put on a, a, an event for your yes group, go into the hub, do a search on topic, Will it bring up a speaker? It'll bring up an event who had speakers speaking at it. So you can just go straight to that person and get content. So I think there's so much that the hub's uh, there for. I think we could use it a, a lot better. I'd love to hear um, what, what other people are saying. There's a lot we won't be able to cover about the hub. But if, if you think about events and your yes group, right? Say your yes group, you're doing an event and you know not everyone follows your yes group. You can actually target local people that use the hub as well. Now, it's not using any information. It's not storing your location on the server or anything. The hub just catches it when you load the page on the app, and it'll find out your location, match it with the Yes group. Has that Yes group got an advert, an event coming up? And it'll put it on your timeline as you're scrolling down, and you can see it. So you can so you can target people to within five miles, if you want, or a mile, 120 miles, and it doesn't share any data with anyone. That's the beauty of it. Okay, so that's... Two really good things. You're able to actually target people who are in the location to, to, to the event that's taking place. And also, it's it's also the data's not been given away to someone else. The, the older generation, again, much more savvy in this, but really who we need to be thinking about, um, you know, is that is that older generation, but it's also getting the younger generation involved because a lot of the younger folk who are going to vote, yes, are hugely informa- influential in their peer groups. You know, so the more that we can engage with, with the whole kind of generational spectrum for the movement, the better. Again, to your point, Dave, this is why we have to kind of win this war online mm-hmm. you know we really do have to be as, as as positive as as we can to engage as many people as we can and do you want to pick up on that it's difficult to follow the many different strands of the movement the hub does <laughs> yeah well what's really clever about the hub is you know twitter and facebook there's a lot of noise going on so you could have a yes people post something an article or or an event and there's a lot of chitter chatter between that and you're having this try and filter that out. The Hub does that already. So you don't have to go and follow a Yes group. You can just go onto the articles area and just read articles. And it's nothing but articles. You know, there's nothing else there. Uh, same with the videos and podcasts. You can just go into those individual areas and just pick out things that you might be interested. You don't have to worry about Twitter and YouTube and kind of try to get navigate through it because the Hub's actually set up for that already. It feels a lot more structured, um, which should hope help the older generation as well that's a really good point but it certainly seems like it could help every single campaigner to find Mm -hmm. the stuff that they're interested in because we all do it we all get 
Twitter up and scroll through until we find something. Whereas on the hub, you can just search on that and, and, and find it. So this sounds amazing, Dave. I'd love to know how you find the time to do this. But obviously you and your team, I mean, you must have like a team of three developers behind you and, you know, maybe a programmer and you. So how do how does, I'm being slightly disingenuous because <laughs> I know that's not the case. Where do you find the time to do all this? Well, it's it's just me. That, that does it. I mean, uh, it's just whenever I get a moment, really. That it's been it's been developed over the last what, six seven years. So I just learn as I go. I've never built an Android app really before. I've never built an iOS app before. I just decided it would be good to do. And the same with the website. It, I find it quite fun. So it, so yeah, it is honestly just when I get a moment. Uh, I mean, I was I was fixing something there just before we came on i noticed and that's what it's like it's if i get two minutes and i'm on the laptop i can quickly do something on it so just do that over seven years and that, that's what you end up with is, is how it looks today uh, it's unbelievable well i, I would just re-emphasize that and say to everyone it, dave's put six or seven years into this so the least you can do if you haven't gone on to the the, the ios store is to download it is it available on um apple at the moment as well because I know yeah. you did have some issues with that. Yeah, so it's on. So go onto your phone as soon as you finish, after you've Googled pensions in Scotland and and, <laughs> and, and download the app and have a good look at it. That would that would be really good. Um, are you planning anything anything different with the app in the future, or is it just a case of kind of you know slowly, slowly just improving it? It well, um, it depends. Basically, we've got this is amazing. We've got a whole platform. The S movement has a whole platform just sitting there and a pro-independence guy who have developed it. So if anyone has ideas on how we can make it better, you just uh, you just say, and we can make it work. Um, I, I mean, that's where the fact check part came from. That, that wasn't anything in the app before, and I was on a, a Zoom call with another Yes group. and said, what about fact checks? I mean, believe in Scotland, do them, you know, the National and uh, Ferret as well. And I thought, well, that's a good idea, putting them all in one place, and it's... I've used it now. I mean, I used it before, but on a there was a debate on Twitter, and I was in there all the time. Somebody mentioned currency, and I just tapped the currency tab and, and the hub, and there was an article about currency, and you just quickly pull it up, and there you go. So it's it's quite good for myth busting and just having a chat with somebody. You know, the information's right there and it's collated. Uh, it's just wonderful. And um, same with live streaming. Uh, you can actually live stream with the hub as well. So if you're on a march, uh, you can just tap the live stream you just put in a wee uh, description of what you're doing and away you go so it's just ideas that just come from either zoom meetings or i mean the live stream one came from the um when we left the eu and we did that candlelight vigil i think it was in january mm -hmm. last year and i think there's about 20 or 30 events that were going on but there weren't many live streams so i decided well hey there's a wee bit we can do there so i put the live stream functionality in so if anything like that happens again, everyone can just use it on the hub and live stream and share away. Well, that's that that's that's fantastic, and it shows how flexible you are. What about funding for the app um, and and the work that you do? Has this come from anyone within the within the movement, or is it all completely self funded? And can campaigners get involved in helping you with that? SIF, the Scottish Independence Foundation, helped fund the MacBook and the iPhone that I needed to do the iOS app. Um, so they gave me the funding oh. for that, which is amazing because there's no way I could have done an, an iOS app without it. 
Um, beyond that, it's mostly out of my own pocket. There's a Patreon page, and I've got a, a few people in there that are donating every month, and that helps keep the server on. There's quite a few bits and pieces I need to pay for every month that the Hub uses to keep going. So it helps fund that as well. Um, but the rest of it is just out of my own pocket. I take it there's no advertising on it? No, that's it. The only advertising I'd allow on it is just Yes Groups. Uh, and they can just get in touch and say, like I said, we've got an event happening. Or, for example, when Now Scotland formed, I put a wee advert for them with a button to join. That was it. And it doesn't cost a penny for anyone to advertise. It's, it's all free. It's all for the movement. It's all, you know. That's incredible. Absolutely. So, so no adverts, no data harvesting, collecting everything that we need to do. How popular is it the uh, is it at the moment, and do you think that's maybe an area where we can ask the campaigners to kind of get the message out for you, or or are enough people on it already? Well, it would be great to have every every yes group on it, everyone involved in yes group. I mean, I'm I look after all the yes groups myself, or well, most of them myself. And um, there's about three thousand folk in it just now. It's pretty active. There was in the last thirty days. The hub sent out 560,000 notifications. So if you imagine, you know, for you, yes. Not, to, not to one person, though. So no, don't worry about <laughs> that. That wasn't me that. testing it. <laughs> um, but if you're a yes group and you want to get information out, you know, the hub's right there. You know, it's going to send a, notif- a direct notification to people that follow your group. But it really needs people that run yes groups to get involved in it. Just because it, it helps make sure the information on it is right for a start because it's hard to maintain 500 groups just by myself and yeah just any anyone who wants to come on and just if they use it and they, they find a way of making it better because all all the hub needs to do is just take a few more people over to yes and uh, and if anyone has ideas how we can do it using an app that'd be amazing there's not many apps mm. it doesn't matter if it's pro-independence or anti-independence there's not many apps floating about so we've got a golden opportunity, you know, for people searching on the App Store about Scottish independence to catch them. Yeah, so now it really does seem like it's a great time to be pushing that out. Well, you know, I've I've got no idea. I put my finger in the air and say that if you've got 3,000 people on there who are kind of active as campaigners, we could at least double that, if not treble it, if not quadruple mm-hmm. it to really start capturing the majority of the movement. So, yeah, please do, um, people who are watching this live and also on the um, on demand, share the um, what you've learned tonight about the app. Um, I've got a question which I think I'll, I'll just drop over and you can um, answer that. Um, uh, how many how many items did you say were, were um, uh, linked on Google? There is 150,000 mentioned okay. were indexed. Okay could just go there and see and see what's and see what's there and i think you'll be you'll be surprised at how much information is there for people um so you said that you'd like like to get more yes groups on the app and you'd like to get them more involved in what they're doing um how does the events part play you talks about live streaming but if a yes group has got an event what do they actually do can you take me through the steps for that group to get something onto the app okay well there's there's two ways of doing it so if you've you've joined the hub, you've set up your yes group. So if you have an event on Eventbrite, you just put in your Eventbrite page and the hub will just automatically find it. So as soon as you've posted on Eventbrite, the hub takes all the information over anytime you post an event. So it can do it automatically for you. Um, if you're going to do it manually on all of them, the website and the apps as well, there's a little plus button, tap that and create an event and you just fill all the information in there. Um, and you can set it 
I mean, there's a there's an event in Sky, the weekly walk over the Sky Bridge. So because it's a weekly event, you can set your event to be weekly if you want, and I'll just post it again up. and again for you. So you don't have to do the, the idea is yes, groups are pretty busy and they don't have time to be posting all over the place. So the hub will try and do as much of it for you as it can. But that's the way to do it. You just go on it. It's very, very easy. It'll take you two minutes to post up the event. And that's, that's it. Great. Just a quick thing, William, you know this already, but there's there's a little two lines of code that you can copy. It's on the, the hub.scot forward slash blog. And there's a resources area there. And you can embed events on your own blog as well. So it takes in all the data that the hub does have and posts it on your website for you. And it means that if all the S groups that have websites post this on, you know, everyone will, will know what events are happening because it's the same information as what the hub has as well. And there's no no coding experience needed. You just copy and paste. That's all you need. Yeah, and I dropped that onto my um, independent.scot um, website just a couple of weeks ago to, te to test, and it was literally just a line of code, no coding needed, just pasted in, and that appeared magically in the way that you would embed like a video that you would get from from YouTube. So um, we've got quite we've got quite a few comments coming in. Um, I think I've lost it, but it's quite. It was like you know we seem to be doing quite a lot for people online, but we're not doing much for people offline and and you know again i can completely see where you're coming from that but i don't think we're doing anywhere near enough for people who are online um, and obviously covid's been really difficult for people to do stuff offline but i really want to help support any organization who's doing stuff online because it's absolutely crucial people get their information from google searches and we need to get the right information in front of people so you know it's a it's a it's a really good point i said i've lost it there's lots of comments but how do you feel about that Dave, is you know you said it's where the the referendum is going to be won. Um, is is that something you feel that that strongly about? Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, we we campaign offline in twenty fourteen, and and you know, but you use both campaign offline and online. But the the thing with online is, you know, everything stays there as well. That's the issue we got to fight with. That misinformation stays online. Offline, you chuck it in the bin and you forget about it. So we got to combat that as. So online is very, very important. And and that all helps in terms of this boring SEO optimization thing again. <laughs> yes. if, yeah. if people are if people are embedding the codes to your event with the links, sorry, to the if their events or, or any links back to the hub, this all helps the algorithms point towards um the hub as a resource for people to, yeah. to go to. So it's really, really important. And you know, I, I think that the movement's stronger when it understands what everyone else is doing but also what also works together so you gave us a couple of examples about you pointing towards now scotland and um, there's quite a lot of crowdfunders going on at the moment is there anything on the app that kind of helps you if you've got your i'm kind of calling it the indie pound if you've got your indie pound and you do want to help support an organization does uh, the hub help you do that yep uh, it's got that as well it's fundraisers I, I can't remember how many are there there are five or six that were listed at the moment um, again, if you've got a Just Giving page, GoFundMe page, and Indiegogo, you link those to the hub and it'll pull in that information and keep it up to date, tell you how close you are to your goal. And you just click the button in the middle and it'll take you to the page to donate. So again, you know, you can have umpteen yes groups having to fundraise. Um, and they're all in one place. It makes it so much easier for the movement to, to help each other out. 
that's a really good point. And I also think it helps people decide where they want to put their indie pounds because mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, if you've, if you're fortunate enough that you can give a few, few pounds a week um, or a few pounds a month to an organization, go onto the hub, choose the one that you think's kind of closest to your, um, you know, however you want to help the, the, the movement and look that way. We've just got a question here. Uh, why don't we all have the indie sites carrying a different topic? That way, if you want to know something specific, you don't have to troll the sites for it. Casper, that's what the hub's for. That does all the trolling that brings all stuff and you just go to the hub yeah. promote it and people will be able to be able to find it but yeah, the, yeah. You know, let me see i'm just i didn't read this so i'm just going to pull it up so hopefully it's a good one uh, to an oeps that aren't intently savvy william and dave would sound like they are speaking gibberish dots and comms and slashes well that's interesting to know i'm actually not really that techie um but i just realized how important it is so um i'm going to step back i'm going to ask dave to explain and as less technical a term as he can why this is so important and how people can get involved in the app okay um it's it's really important i mean okay we're talking dot coms and, and, and slashes and that as well but um most people are actually online and most people understand and internet works. What's really, really important about the hub, and um, you don't need to understand the technical side of it. It's just making sure that the information that the movement has, that we're able to put it back out together. There's a lot of content that you'll completely miss if you're just using the internet, if you end up just clicking on Facebook or going on BBC News, for example. If you end up in the hub and you just tap articles and you just scroll your way through, find something that catches your eye and read it, you know, that's something that you wouldn't have been able to do just going on Facebook or just mm. browsing the internet. It's it's not the app set up so it's nice and easy to use for everyone. It's all laid out nicely so you know exactly what you're clicking on. Well, and well, because there's no adverts or anything that trick you, you know, it feels secure as well. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting point again from Casper um, Wallace there it's not just oeps who need help it's it this you know the kind of digital native isn't necessarily a young person there's huge issues with with them um, data access people who are, who, who are younger from more disadvantaged backgrounds so i think a role for the movement and something i'm keen for independence live to do is to get out even if it's just uh, virtually and say to people this is how you live stream this is how you upload. This is how you edit a video. This is how you can use these things for graphics. And we're really keen to do that. And hopefully, um, now that the election cycle's over in kind of June or July, we're going to put an event together. Um, and I know Dave's really keen to get involved and actually have like workshops showing people exactly how to use the app. So we'll get some really good questions here. I'll just quickly, uh, well, as well, just just not point about the OPs. That it is true. If you think of all the different skill sets the movement have, this is an app, and it's one part of what the movement can do. There's help that the OAPs need, you know, and there's offline campaigning as well. It's true that you know we've also got this to complement that. Yeah, and that's a really important point, which we'll just pick up on Wayne's comment again. Um, exactly, you know, if OAPs don't have the internet, then there's no point us trying to have a conversation with them about how to use an app. You know, you really have to kind of target this to people who are able to able to support. And if they don't have the internet, then there's huge issues that we have to address as a society that makes sure that they do have and they have access to that. Um, and Casper's just uh, oh, trained an OEP of seventy. Uh, I trained at uh, OEP of seventy nine. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's absolutely not easy. And it's not. It's not just easy for for OEPs, but for older folk. Well, yeah. well, Dave, we've absolutely rocketed through that. And and what I wanted to do was just you know highlight 
how useful this is. What we're going to do, if people want to sign up to the hub, it's the absolute best thing for them to do. But we're going to send out an email towards the end of the week to our database, which is close to 5,000 people now, and link them to the hub. Now, if you're on that database, I'd love you to I'd love you to go to the, to the hub and sign up, but forward that to someone else in the movement. And let's see if we can use this as a way of getting a few hundred or a few thousand people onto the hub because it's a really, really useful resource. And, you know, I think hats off and huge credit, Dave, for you to the last six or seven years, considering everything else that's going on in your life uh, to, have done that, to have done that. So thanks very much for me and, and for the movement. Really appreciate it. Dave, thanks very much. Thanks for joining us. Bye now. If you would like to catch up with Yes Corner, you'll find all the interviews are on Independence Live's YouTube channel.